You're listening to Breaking Out, a podcast by singer, songwriter, and blogger Shannon Rains. This weekly podcast is designed to help believers in all stages of their walk with Christ learn to break out of old ways of thinking that keep them from living the full life that Christ has designed for them. I'm breaking out, moving on, standing tall. I'm breaking out, moving on, standing tall. I'm breaking out. Hello, I'm your host, Shannon Rains, and thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast titled When to Stay Silent and When to Speak Out. So I recently experienced one of those unpleasant moments when you're trying to have a conversation with someone about a hot topic and everything went south. Do you feel like I do, caught between wanting to spread the truth and not wanting to start an argument with people who don't want to hear the truth? I think we've all been there a time or two. Do you feel like I do, that when there's a topic that goes against the Bible or against human rights, that you feel it's your job as a Christian to speak up? Or maybe there's misinformation someone else is putting out there, and you want to offer them the truth. Those have been my questions for the last few years, but it's been weighing really heavily on my heart more recently. Maybe God was preparing me to be fired up enough about it to seek His guidance. And so here I am with some scriptures and what I believe God is trying to say through me about this. Some of my searching has created some aha moments, and some of it's a conviction as I look at my own heart and intentions, and the rest is the freedom of knowing that ultimately, God has it all worked out. Now, there are those times when you know better than to speak up about something, and honestly, I knew this going into this most recent situation I found myself in. I knew the person I was dealing with had a strong difference of opinions and beliefs than I did. It was murky water from the start, but of course I felt compelled to go there, compelled that maybe my point this time would get through to them. So I stated my point, at which time, I know you can see this coming, They came back with a snarky remark that was disrespectful, condescending, cutting, and honestly, a real disappointment from someone who I had respected and called a friend. I was devastated for a couple of reasons. Most importantly, disappointed that a mature civil conversation of listening and understanding didn't come about between two friends. And I also realized how insignificant our actual friendship was that they would treat me with such disrespect. I lost a friend that day, and not from a difference of opinion, but from a blatant lack of courtesy, compassion, and respect. I'm seeing this far too much between friends and family, and honestly, I'm just weary about it, like physically exhausted watching people attack one another. I can only imagine the pain that God's going through watching all of this. Have you noticed how in the past few years, people's motivations and personalities, including our own, have really been brought to light? I've had to do a lot of stopping to think about how I respond, whether I'm right or misinformed, if what I'm fighting for is the right fight. Sometimes it's a painful experience. Sometimes we realize how caught up we get in things without researching the facts. 
I recently read an article in Psychology Today that we intentionally seek out and see information that only aligns with our own opinion. When we do that, we drown out all other possibilities and sadly, sometimes the actual truth. I've seen a lot of people say and believe some really foolish things because the idea fit their narrative and just blindly they shared these articles, memes, and information with people and that information was untrue. It ended up discrediting everything they shared even if other things were truthful. We do that when we don't allow ourselves to look into both sides of a situation. We do that when we refuse to listen when our only motivation is being right. I've always said, between two sides, somewhere in the middle, is the actual truth. Right now, a lot of us are stuck so far to each opposing side. The silly thing is, is we don't understand why we can't come together. Our human nature compels us to always be in a fight to be heard, to be understood, and to be right. In the process of thinking we are right and everyone else with a different opinion is wrong, we stop listening. When we stop listening, people don't feel heard. So we talk louder. We have cutting and hurtful remarks to the other person who also isn't listening. And in turn, we will never be heard because we're putting up bigger and bigger walls between us, between those seeking truth and between the truth. In Proverbs 17:19, whoever loves a quarrel loves sin. Whoever builds a high gate invites destruction. Now that's powerful for a lot of us. How many people do we call out just to be hurtful? How many people do we continue in an argument with just because we can when we know it's not going to bring about resolution? How many people do we get in these disagreements with and simply put up that gate between us, between them, and the truth we think we're trying to spread. Imagine for a moment that if before we were to speak words, we first examined our own hearts. And if you're presenting information in a loving way, what about the actions and motivations of the receiver of that information? In Philippians 2.3, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. The really hard part as Christians is that we're first and foremost sinners. How often do we open our Bibles before we speak? How often are we speaking to people who have no faith themselves? It's so easy to get swept up into someone else's anger that we feel this need to defend truth. But even in defending truth, God knows there's not value in quarreling. Just think about your interactions. How often when you engage in a fight, do things end up going well? How often do you feel heard or feel that the other person has really taken the time to listen? How often do you take the time to listen instead of responding out of flustered anger at the other person's hurtful and often self-absorbed need to prove their point, even when they're blatantly wrong? 
Now, you may walk away feeling better, thinking you resolved something because you were able to get all your feelings out there, but I can guarantee that the other person, they're not feeling the same way. So then you may be asking, like I did, so does that mean we just stay silent and say nothing? How can we elicit change in the world if we can't speak the truth? Doesn't the Bible tell us to go out and spread His Word and advocate for those who can't speak for themselves? Isn't it our job as Christians to spread truth, especially when it impacts God's truth, our safety, and the well-being of those around us? Or shedding truth about others' lies and deceits if it affects all of us? And yes, there are times when we need to speak up and set the record straight. But we must also follow God's directions on how we do that as Christians. In Ephesians 4, it says, Live a life worthy of the calling you have received, to be humble, patient, bearing with one another in love, to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So in our heated conversations with others, when we're advocating for someone or something, are we doing what he says in Ephesians? Or do we respond out of anger and frustration? Are we able to discuss the issue humbly, patiently, and lovingly with the end goal of creating peace between us and the person we're having the conversation with? Because that's our ultimate goal as part of the church. In Ephesians 4 verse 15, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is, Christ. We as the body of Christ need to rise up to meet His standards or we aren't heard. In fact, people laugh in our face. Oh, so you're a Christian, this goody two-shoes, and you just said that to me? They can't hear us when we don't speak in love. Even if they're mean and hurtful towards us, it does not give us the right to be mean back. What good does it do us to take up these things with fools? And you may be thinking, whoa, wait a second. Isn't calling people a fool a little harsh and unchristian? Well, in my Bible concordance, it shows the word fool is quoted 66 times in the Bible. Being foolish is spoken about 52 times, foolishly 12, foolishness 20, fools 49 times. I think you get the idea. I'd say God considers those, including us Christians, fools when we sin and considers those with unbelief fools. So don't be a fool when it comes to spreading truth. Don't be a fool in how you respond to people. As for speaking truth, Speak your truth with love and respect, without name-calling, without calling someone out, and then respond only to those who are seeking truth. Consider your audience and their motivations, and if they care to seek truth, because all the bickering, which is sinful, or all the truth, it's not going to change their opinions if they're not open to having their opinion changed. I encourage you to go read all of Proverbs 18, but let me read you the first two verses. An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. 
Does that convict you at all? Because it sure does me. And not because I'm one who wants to go out and purposefully start quarrels. In fact, quarrels give me anxiety, so I try to steer from them. But I know there are times when I responded to people whose sole purpose was to start a quarrel, and can they could care less about my or any other person's opinion. Yet I got dragged in hook, line, and sinker to their foolishness and could feel the anger just stewing under my skin. And here I am, arguing with a fool, as Proverbs says, who is simply delighting in airing their own opinions and finds no pleasure in understanding. Why are we even wasting our time on that? We know their hearts are only set on sinning, on hearing themselves speak and hurting others. As I was thinking through these matters and asking, what would Jesus do in these situations? It got me to thinking. So we as Christians are frustrated and discouraged when we see injustice, when we see things happening before our eyes that are deceitful, unjust, and damaging. Those words could go on, couldn't they? We want desperately to spread truth before things get worse. We want to be heard. We present our facts with very black and white terms. It's obvious to us the truth, and yet people refuse to see They refused to listen. We know Jesus felt the same way. He wanted to be heard. He wanted people to be saved. He grieved for the lost. But he also knew that people who didn't want to hear the truth wouldn't hear it, no matter how black and white he spoke it to them. So in Matthew 13, verses 14 through 15, the chapter with all the parables, When Jesus was asked why he spoke in parables, he said, In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. He spoke in parables because the people who choose to seek truth would hear the truth in his teachings, and those who didn't want to hear the truth wouldn't. Even Jesus knew he couldn't heal the people who didn't want to hear his truth. Why then would we expect any different? God didn't stand around arguing with the people. He said his peace And he knew those people who were seeking truth would hear the truth. And those who weren't ready for the truth or their hearts weren't open to it would simply turn their back on him and walk away shaking their heads in disbelief and confusion, probably muttering some words about what an idiot they thought Jesus was. And he didn't run after them trying to convince them of anything. And isn't that what we're doing when we argue with people trying to get them to see our way? trying to force them to want to see truth? If in fact we are speaking truth, but their hearts aren't open to hearing the truth, then they are, in a sense, walking away, shaking their heads at us. Personally, it's hard for me to see and watch people who are really lost, mostly because they say some really wicked and horrible things to other people. It hurts my heart. I can only imagine what it does to God's heart. 
I have no problem discussing differences of opinion, but I best have my facts straight if I don't want to be the fool that's just trying to be right. But when someone is obviously responding in sin, responding simply to start a quarrel, that's where the conversation needs to stop. And in some instances, we need to walk away or even remove that person from our circle. In 2 Timothy 3, there's talk about all the horrible things we will encounter in the last days. Much of it we're witnessing today. And you know what it says about those people? Have nothing to do with such people. And as much as I want us all to get along and never turn my back on a fellow brother or sister, my arms and my home, they're always open to them when they're ready for the truth. But there's just so much we are even expected to put up with. And for those repeat offenders in my life, I've had to walk away. For some of us, it's setting boundaries. For some of us, it may be quietly unfollowing or even unfriending them in our lives. And you know what? We don't love them any less. We aren't saying we're better than them, but we're also not doormats simply because we're Christians and choose to turn the other cheek when they won't. It's not our place to fix those who don't want help. Even God knows that. And those who are so far from seeking God will continue to fall and falter. We want to fix it. We want to save them and in turn save ourselves from the destruction happening in the world. But we can't force anyone to choose God. So what can you do? Arm yourself with God's truth so you can save those who want saving. And know that God will handle those who are turning their back on Him. It's not our responsibility unless they're open to hearing His Word. Speak out about those truths you know need to be made clear. Do it in love and in a way Christ would feel most respected and represented. Think about all your words and whether they emit God's love. Know when it may be time to walk away from a relationship or disagreement and when to speak truth into someone who wants understanding. And remember that in all things, God's working to restore His people, His land, and this broken world. The song that I'm going to share with you today is one that I wrote called Someday They'll Follow Me. And I was sitting in a Bible study when I wrote this, and I'm sure we were talking about the teachings of Jesus and His frustration with the people that weren't listening to Him. And I just envisioned him standing in the street, people frustrated with life, people who didn't know what direction to go in, and they just, they had all these concerns and this worry and anxiety, and he's standing there just watching them pass. They're completely ignoring him, and he's going, if you'll just look up, if you'll just look to me. I can help you with all of that. And they just continued to rush by him. And it got me thinking as well to how many of us, and that includes myself, how many of us are so busy trying to tackle everything that's going on in our world and in our life, and we we forget to look up. We forget to take God's hand when he offers it to us to say, get out of the boat, get on the water have faith that you can move forward 
because I'm here and I'm going to I'm going to take care of you. And so if the words to this song speak to you today, I just encourage you to spend some time with God in prayer and in looking into your Bible, see what God might have to say for you about some circumstances that you're going through that maybe you've forgotten to look up and look to Him.
Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. You can subscribe, if you've not already done so, on most podcasting services. If you'd like to help me spread God's promises to others, please consider rating this podcast in the app you're listening with and leave a review. This helps my podcast be recommended to more people looking for inspirational, faith-based podcasts. If you'd like to know more about my ministry or my music or would like to connect on social media, you can visit me on my website, www.shannonrains.com. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-R-E-I-G-N-S dot com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at S Rains Music. 